can be on your head Oh, but somehow you don't see me like I do Somehow you're still here You're the God who stays You're the God who stays You're the one who runs in my direction When the whole world Separate
Good morning. <clears throat> it's Pastor Randy over here at uh, Made Free Church. And uh, what a beautiful morning. What a beautiful morning. You know, uh, I spoke with Pastor Austin this morning and and uh, just, uh, just loving God, man. I mean, geez, it's so amazing. So amazing. That. Okay. Um, wow. Anyway. Uh, just, uh, you know, before we, we're going to be continuing our, our, uh, our series in the book of Mark, and this is called a life transforming touch. We're going to be in, uh, chapter one verses 40 through 45. And I hope you guys like it. I was trying to, I, I was just a little bit behind this morning, but wanted to get on here and get it done. So guys, a few announcements before we get started announcement. Guys, if you need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. We are a praying church. We would love to pray for you. And if you'd like us to pray with you, go ahead and leave your phone number in uh, the, the, the text box and one of our you know, staff pastors or one of our intercessory prayer teams will reach out to you and call you. We can only call inside the United States. So if you guys are across the pond, please, just leave your uh, your prayer request and we'll get that out to our team and we'll get you guys prayed for. We have an intercessory prayer team that prays over all your prayers daily. So that being said, all right, let's get in some prayer. Let's get into our study. Um, after our study, I'm gonna. Uh, there's a few other announcements as well. So uh, please stay on and hear them. Uh, they're, they're 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 quite a you know some stuff that we do. So right? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, bless us today, Lord. Get the preacher out of the way and just let me minister your word to the people that are watching and the people that are going to be watching later. Lord, we just would love to, to for them to reach out and pray for them and pray with them. And, you know, prayer is such an essential thing, God. And we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. So open your Bibles to, uh, uh, wow, that was messed up. Anyway, give me one second. Uh, Mark. I didn't realize that. Sorry about that, guys. Here we go. Uh, Mark, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 40. Right. All right, so it says this, and you know, I was going to start at verse 40. And the leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling and said to him, if you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone and go Show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing what Moses commanded for proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the town, but was out in a desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. The ability to touch and feel the world uh, around us is, is critical. You know, back in the 1940s, someone constructed a, a study of 26 children in an orphanage. The babies were more or less cut off from human contact in their cribs or where a single nurse had to care for seven children. And by the time the babies were one year years old, the isolated orphanage 
uh, babies were less curious, less playful, and less subject to infections. When they reached their second or third year of life, of the 26 uh, children reared in the orphanage and only two could walk and manage a few words. Uh, Pastor Jeff Strife tells a, uh, of, of, a, of a former uh, firefighter who told about an experience that he often had at the scenes of house fires. There were many times when they would arrive on the scene to find people seri in, in, in serious shape and often in shock. But what they discovered was that if they quietly sat beside the victim and gently touched them as they spoke to them, the victim would suddenly calm down and be comforted by the simple touch. The ability to be touched makes all the difference in our lives. And that truth makes the story we're going to read about this morning even all more powerful. Before we dive into our text of Mark chapter 1, verses 48 through 45, let's get our bearings in the book of Mark. Mark's main thesis is to prove to his readers that Jesus is the Son of God in Mark 1.1. 1, 1. And every event and every sermon recorded was chosen to drive them, drive this theme home. But healing a leper was different from all the other healings which is why Mark singles out this particular story. Lepers were thought of to have been cursed by God. And though this is not true, you just didn't touch a leper or, or you weren't allowed to touch a leper, but Jesus did. Three points, and then you will see what we can learn from the story. The first is, the, is, is the, a dreaded disease in in verse 40 and then came a leper to, uh, leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him if thou wilt you can make me clean this man was a leper which meant that he was in utter misery the word leprosy in Israel was actually a generic term for describing any serious skin diseases but of the different leprosies the worst was what we call today Hansen's disease. Bible scholars are pretty sure that this form of leprosy this man had because Luke, the medical doctor, is telling us of this story saying the man was full of leprosy which describes Hansen's disease and other skin diseases. Hansen's disease is caused by a hormone, it causes formal, uh, horrible like physical deformities. Uh, those with the disease you first lose their eyebrows, eyelashes, then their hair, their ears, their nose became deformed, giving them a bizarre alien-like appearance. The disfigurement associated with Hansen's disease mostly occurs because the body's warning system of pain is destroyed and the disease progresses. The disease acts as an anesthetic, bringing numbness to the extremities as well as to the ears, nose, and eyes. The damage that follows comes uh, from such incidents as reaching a hand into a fire to retrieve a, uh, a piece of meat or washing one's face with scalding water. Continuous damage to the extremities caused them to be, become stump-like. So the poor man Mark describes would have 
not been able to feel for years and his body was full of leprosy manipulated from uh not manipulated but uh from head to toe you know rotting stinking and repulsive the worst his worst misery was not physical since the sense of pain disappears over time the worst misery is the social stigma and the wretched living conditions he was forced to live in because leprosy was contagious society ostracized and rigidly segregated him and others like him to prevent contaminating others in the community the law of moses stated that if anyone came close to a leper the leper had to cry out unclean unclean to warn that the other person to stay away so that he would be uh, you know identifiable to others at a distance and again for protection of others he had to shred his clothing dishevel his hair if he was if, if if he still had any besides what was written in the law of moses societal restrictions developed that would have totally isolated him from religious life function feasts of israel his companions were other lepers in the same miserable condition as, as himself. He could not come and go as he pleased. He, has, he was cut off from his family, his former friends, and fellowship with the people of God. He had no hope and no future. All he could look for was death. Hey, good morning, Amanda. Second, a passionate plea. Let's read the, uh, uh, verse 40 again. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, you can make me clean. The leper did something totally unconventional and forbidden, in fact, unlawful. He, he enters a crowd of people to seek healing from Jesus. I mean, who knows what caused him to go to Jesus? You know, it's probably the Holy Spirit or whatever. But he might have been stoned before getting to Jesus. He must have thought, so what? I'm going to die anyway. He had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And maybe the fellow lepers tried to like dissuade him or whatever. But he could not be deterred. The disciples, bold enough at various times to run away uh, mothers and little children children who sought to come to Jesus were not so brave when the leopard shows up. I mean, you could just bet uh, that when they saw him coming and heard his cries, unclean, unclean, and saw the crowds parting before him and that they, they let him through. And notice how this wretched leper approaches Jesus. First, he approaches Jesus with deep humility. He apparently had not heard of, if, uh, of the false name it and claim it theology. No, he knelt down before Jesus in absolute humility, begged Jesus to heal him, heal him if he would be willing. Not only did the leper come to Jesus, he came to Jesus in faith. It says this, if you will, you can make me clean. There's, there was never a doubt in his mind that Jesus could heal him. The only question is if he would heal him. Now, I wonder what would make him think that Jesus would heal him. 
you know, as, as I said earlier, lepers were thought to being under the curse of God. And surely he knew where he fit in in the pecking order of society. He was lower than the tax collectors and prostitutes. He was only a step above a vermin in the minds of the Jews. Yet he believed that no matter how bad his case was, no matter how seemingly cursed he was, no matter how low he was in society's totem pole, if Jesus was willing to heal him, he certainly could heal him. And what a picture of a kind of faith that God honors. Third, the sympathetic Savior in verses 41 to 42. And Jesus moved it with compassion, put out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leper departed from, his, uh, from him and he was cleansed. Three words in this passage that jumped out to me. Compassion, touched, and immediately. Let's look at compassion in verse 41. It says, it says, moved with compassion. Before we go on, if you use the NIV, you will notice immediately that instead of compassion, your Bible says indignant. This was one of the biggest blunders of the NIV translators, right? The NIV is the only translation that uses a Western Greek text that says indignant instead of compassion. But this is surely wrong. You can Google why the vast majority of scholars reject the NIV rendering and why all other versions translated it as compassion or mercy. Having established the correct word in verse 41, what is compassion, I want you to understand that compassion is different altogether from pity. Pity is purely an emotion. Compassion compels action. And if you see the person in the church with financial need, you say, man, I sure feel sorry for so-and-so. They've been good stewards and of their resources, but due to circumstances, they can't even pay their car payment. If that is all it is, that is nothing but pity. But if you give them 50 bucks or buy some groceries, then you've shown compassion. The Trinity did not simply have pity on this world, uh, uh, you know, on this world uh, lost in sin. God the Father didn't look down out of the portals of heaven and say, my, my, what a mess they're in. Oh, well, you know, it's their fault. Then go about his business in heaven. No. His very essence as God of mercy and compassion demanded action for the dilemma. He sent his only son to die for our sins. It says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten sons that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus didn't merely have pity on our world either. He didn't just feel sorry for the condition of the lost world that he saw below. He was stirred to action to do something about the world's plight, compelling him to leave his glorious and uh, uh, honor in heaven and come on this earth as a lowly servant and die for sinners like me and you. And his compassion was not shown in just a big picture at the, uh, at the event of Calvary. Every miracle, every exorcism, every healing came from the heart 
that was deeply moved with compassion. It compelled him not to just feel something, but to do something for every petitioner who came to him for healing or deliverance. And also notice that the word touched, okay, in our text. And Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. In those, to those of us who read the Bible, many, many times, if, even if you've grown up in the church, what Jesus did as, as it seems natural as night and day. But in Jesus' day, this was an extraordinary in the extreme. No one touched a leopard. Not only could uh, risk, your, risk you an infection, but it was religiously forbidden. It was a, it was a societal taboo, a big no-no. Yet out of compassion, Jesus touched the untouchable. And since Luke tells us that this man was full of leprosy, he probably had not been touched by a soft, healthy hand in years. If he had a wife, he hadn't known her tender touch, less her warm embrace for many long years. And if he had children, there had, there, there had been no kisses, not even once. Think of how sad it would be to have to touch have not been able to have a tender touch, a loving embrace, or a sweet kiss for years to end. What's interesting is what the Greek, what the Greek word touched, Mark chose here, is often tra translated to, to take hold of. Jesus didn't barely touch him, like the a light, light, like a little girl reluctantly touching a slimy slug. He must have at least placed his hand firmly on the leper. He, we, can't, we, we cannot even imagine the ecstasy that course through the leper's body. A touch of love and compassion and caring concern. It must have been electric even before he experienced the healing. Jesus moved in the depths of his heart with compassion, put his hand on him, touched him like a normal human being for the first time in years. And third, in, immediately in verse 43, as soon as he spoken, immediately leper, leprosy left him and he was cleansed. There's Mark's favorite word again. Often he uses it to move a story uh, along quickly to appeal to his Roman audience. But it's used here, sirs, and uh, to, to accentuate uh, Christ's authority and power over illness. Simply at the word Jesus of Jesus, the leprosy instantly healed him. He spoke. It was done. There was no long pain of surgery, uh, no protractive uh, convalescence, no extended course of treatment, no stretched out regime of, of, of therapy, exercise and diet, no medicine to take twice a day for months on end. And listen, his healing must have been a sight to behold. Did you ever see one of those sci-fi movies or horror movies where a person physically transforms from a human into a grotesque beast. Of course, that it's imaginary, but accomplished through the wonders of CGI. But 
When Jesus healed the leper, it literally, it literally did happen. But in reverse, right before everyone's eyes. His transformation was astonishingly sudden, instant, instantaneous and complete. His feet, toeless, ulcerated stubs, suddenly were whole. The, the, the knobs of his, his hands grew into fingers before everyone's eyes. His hair came back, his eyebrows, his eyelashes. Under his hair, his ears again, and before it before his nose, his skin became soft and stubble like a baby's skin. Imagine upon witnessing this, the thunderous roar of the, uh, of, of the multitude. And instead of crying, unclean, unclean, he shouted, I'm clean, I'm clean. What a glorious day that was for this guy. And in verses 43 through 45, please note a disobeyed directive. And it says this, and, and he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away and saith unto him, see thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests and offer for thy cleansing those which Moses has commanded for the testimony unto them. But when he went out, he began to publish it much and the blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter a city, but was with, without in the desert places and they came to him in every quarter. Jesus strictly told the leper, dude, don't tell anybody. Go directly to the priest following the law of Moses to uh, declare that clean from leprosy is a testimony to them. Mark does not tell us if the man went to the priest as instructed, but he does tell us that he completely disobeyed Christ's command to keep it news to himself. Instead, he went out and proclaimed it freely and spread the news all around. Like, <laughs> I like the, the better the old King, Jer uh, King James Version uh, Bible puts it. Began to publish it and ablaze abroad the matter. Sounds more dramatic to me. I mean, now, Today, if people are healed or saved, we encourage them to blaze it abroad. But there are at least three good reasons why we should have, uh, that we should not have to do, have done so. First, because he disobeyed the Lord. A believer, God has a reason for every command. So we should obey the Lord. God spoke, he never stuttered, he commands and we must obey. Second, it was a bad move for the former leper because it, it, it hampered Jesus' ministry. And verse 45 tells us that because of his disobedience, Jesus could not enter the towns any longer because of the mass of people who thronged to him. He had to go out into the desert places, yet the people came to him in droves anyway. And I find it ironic that the leper could go into the town and Jesus could not. When we're, when we're disobedient to Christ, it hinders God's ministry. Third, the blazing message confused Jesus' mission in their minds of the crowds. People flocked to his miracles more than his message of, of his preaching. Jesus came to preach, not to perform others, to perform uh, for others. His primary purpose of the miracles was to validate his identity, authority, and message and mission. 
but people came to him as merely a faith healer, a miracle worker, a magician. You know, these are all amazing de demonstrations uh, of who Jesus is and, and what he did in the Gospel of Mark. But what does the Lord want to take want us to take away from this today? There are several applications that make to our own lives, and but but two stand out. The first is a message for believers here today. Fellow believers, as followers of Christ, we are called to reach out with compassion, loving the unlovable and touching the untouchable. Who do you need to reach out today and touch personally? Well, here's some different groups that are, are sometimes untouchables today, right? Those that with, with depression and mental illness, those uh, from different political parties, uh, uh, those from different race or eth eth uh, ethnicity, women who are pregnant outside of marriage, orphans, those in poverty, those who have AIDS or, or, or whatever, uh, the, the homosexuals, uh, the transsexuals, right? Uh, the, the, the disabled, the drug addicts and alcoholics, anyone not in your clique or social class, anyone you're holding a grudge against the elderly, especially those in nursing home. Philip Yancey writes this, the modern church rejects the outcasts of society, whereas the outcasts were the very ones who were drawn to Jesus. Here's a question. Are you moved with mercy over the plight of the miserable? An English uh, cathedral was severely damaged during World War II. And a statue of Jesus uh, had read, Come unto me. But the hands had been completely blown off by the bombings. If you go there today, the statue is still standing and the hands are still gone. With the inscription has been changed when it reads, He has no hands but ours. If God saved you, He saved you to follow Christ's example, to reach out and touch the untouchables. I have a message for those who are not saved and not sure this morning. The story of the lepers is also the story about sin and salvation. See, the, the lepers, leprosy in the Bible is symbolic to sin. Like leprosy, sin starts out small and spreads. Like leprosy, sin can deaden and numb us. Sin progressively uh, enslaves us. In John 8, 34, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Sin defiles everything we touch, disfigures us spiritually, and isolates us. Sin can destroy our lives. As someone said, sin will take you further than you plan to go and keep you longer than you were planning to stay. And the worst of all, like leprosy, sin is terminal, except sin's death is eternal. Guys, see your misery before the righteous and holy and just God today. Fling yourself upon the mercy of God who fills, who, who, who is filled with compassion, who sent his son on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins and give you eternal life. What Jesus did for the leper, he can do here for you today. He took the place of the leper. He was crucified outside the gate of the city. And he took your place on the cross too, paying the full penalty of your sins. Friend, 
Nothing is too gross and ugly, dirty or shameful for the Savior to cleanse. Nothing is beyond the scope of Jesus' compassion. The leper had transforming moment with the master. This could be yours right now if you just turn to Jesus. You know, even, even you in the church, even you in the church, we're sinners, man. If you got any hidden sin, bring it out to the light, right? Put it before the, put it before your savior. Ask for forgiveness. Move on because there's people out there that you need to touch every day, whether it's with a piece of bread or a Subway sandwich or something from, you know, uh, In-N-Out Burger or Burger King or McDonald's, whatever it is, right? That you could feed, that you could share your, that your, the testimony of your testimony, what God has done for you, but also share the testimony of Jesus Christ and what he can do for them. And by, by, you know, it says in Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes, we're healed. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm really compassionate when it comes to, you know, people that we see as, as dirty and disgusting, you know, the homeless, the, the drug addicted, the alcoholic. I have compassion because they need they need the love of Christ. Anyways, uh, I'm sorry, I just get a little too uh, compassionate about it. Anyway, uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We just ask, Lord, that you just you just have your way with us, God. And we thank you, Lord. We just ask that you bless the people that are watching and the people that are going to watch. Lord, that you just have your way. We love you. We worship you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, if you uh, are looking to get a shirt like this, just hit us up. Let us know. Uh, we'll get it out to you. Um, good deal. Um, oh, and guys, uh, if you'd like to uh, support Made Free Church, please go to madefreechurch.org. Uh, we are a 501c3. We, you know, we, there's three ways to give. You can give through your cash app, our PayPal link, or you can send a check or money order to the address that is provided. Please leave your email address so we can send you out a, uh, a tax deductible receipt for your taxes at the end of the year. Um, and uh, so that, but guys, also please pray for, you know, the men here at Olive Branch Men's, uh, men's Home and the, and, and the pastors and and staff, um, you know, and, and I do have a request. Please pray for uh, uh, Pastor Happy's father-in-law. You know, he's uh, he's he, they they just found some cancer, and I'm not sure exactly, but just pray, you know, for Irene and her family and, and Pastor Happy. Um, they really really need your prayers, and uh, you know, and and really 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 please pray for the guys here. And there's so much chaos going on daily. Um, but, uh, we love these guys, man. And, and we want to see them grow guys. Please pray for our, uh, church in Uganda. There's a lot of, uh, things that are going on in Uganda that, I mean, there's kidnappings, there's murders. Um, there's all kinds of things going on. Pray for our church there. We have a made free church in Kampala. Please pray for pastor Henry and the congregates there. Right. And guys, if you guys like to check me out, uh, my personal website is uh, reformpastor.me. It's got all my sermons. It's got everything as well. But you can find 
uh, that as well on, on the Made Free Church side as well. And guys, we just thank you for watching and God bless you guys. You know, um, it's so important that we get up every morning. I do this six days a week, every morning from, from Monday through through a, a Saturday because I believe it's 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 needed. Even if we're an online church, we still have some some overhead and stuff like that. But we love doing what we do. We love being pastors. We love um, we love just sharing the word of God with you guys. So you know, um, if your friends or family are, are not watching, get your fan, friends and family to watch and, and share the share the spirit of the Lord with them, and, share, and so we can share the gospel with them. All right. All right, guys, God bless you. You guys have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless. Yeah.